forceful measures that we as a country are taking to control the spread of the virus have brought much of the economy to an abrupt halt. Many businesses have closed. People have been asked to stay home. Your money, your money is on the line. Is on the line. Money talk. Money talk is on the air. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jennifer Thomas and Shauna Theriault. And uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, making sure you have enough money to bridge the gap in health insurance if uh, you are fortunate enough to retire early and enjoy life a little more than uh, some folks get to. If you have questions that you would like to get on the air, we'd love to hear from you. Our question hotline is 1-855-429-9166. You'll call that number. You'll get our message uh, at the beep. You'll leave your message, including your question. We play it on the air and answer right behind it. Uh, Otherwise, you can call and talk to a human. Uh, The number there is 770-429-9166. Or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. All right. Well, we've got a question here, uh, and I don't know that I'll get through it, but uh, we are short on time a little bit. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, read it off. Uh, Good friend Ed Kelly sent us an email saying, I'm thinking of placing some stop orders on a few of the stocks we own, especially those that have large gains over the years. Uh, We're not inclined to be in and out of the market or try to time the market, but a stop limit or a trailing stop order seems to make sense to me. Uh, We are age 65, fully retired. I like the 10-year rule. We have uh, enough liquidity so that the significant market pullback wouldn't hurt us. But when I look at the significant gains we have in some of the stocks that have risen a lot over the last 15 or 25 years, uh, I would hate to see that value be cut by a significant market setback. Some of the stocks are in taxable accounts, but the majority are in retirement accounts, so Uh, Most wouldn't trigger a tax event uh, if a stop order triggered a sale. Do you have any general advice on using stop orders? Um, uh, Let's let's step through and talk about what a stop order is. First of all, if you're looking to sell something on a stop order, basically you set a price, and if the price of the stock moves through that target, it makes it a market order then. So it could sell at an amount lower or it could sell at an amount higher than your stop, right? Right. Uh, The other piece is a stop limit. And since we are up against the break, I'm going to leave it right there. And when we come back, we will talk a little more about what goes on with a stop limit order. Um, So uh, let's let's get back into this question with uh, our good friend Ed Kelly. Basically, he's got... Uh, some some highly appreciated positions. He doesn't want to lose momentum in the market. Uh, he's held them for years, you know, a, a long-term buy-and-hold strategy, 15 to 25 years in some of these positions. And he's got some in taxable accounts, some in uh, retirement accounts. And <clears throat> he's he wants to know, do you have any general advice on using stop orders? I had already mentioned a stop order basically just triggers a market sell if it's just straight up a sell stop order uh if which is what he would want to use in some ways you can also set a sell stop limit order which uh basically when it trades through your your target to the downside it then becomes a limit order and you only sell 
at or above or a certain better, price. Right. Yeah, so you always get better execution. Versus Problem going is, down. And Jennifer, you were talking about that a little bit during the break where sure. if it goes through, turns into market order, you, you were mentioning a story about that. Yeah, there was, I mean, you know, I, we actually had a client that had put in a stop order on a stock and it was a day where the market had a huge drop and then immediately recovered. Um, and I think, Troy, we were talking about it might have been um, yeah. May 6, like the 2002. Flash crash exactly. of yep. 2010. Right. And so that was a wild what happened day. with him is he had this limit order or this uh, where he, you know, had uh-huh. placed it at a price that he wanted. Well, the market was dropping so fast and it went down so rapidly it um, went way down, and then his order was finally sold, and then it went way back up, and of course he got like almost the bottom price. Right. And see, the and limit order would have prevented that that you're talking it about. It could have. Yeah. It could have. Well, right. Yep. Right. What he still might have the, sold, but yeah. you know, not at the. But there is still risk price. even with a stop limit order. So, for example, if you if you have a stock and let's say it's trading at $43 a share and you put in a stop at 40 with a limit of 38. But if the market is dropping rapidly enough, it may hit that 40 point and trigger the stop and it can continue to drop before your trade executes. It could go below the 38 and then, you know, on down further. And then all of a sudden you're, you're not getting that protection. It's gone. You know, the, the, stock is down and you've not and it's not executed right and you still hold it below that 38 i'm sorry jennifer go ahead i'm sorry yes and you just have risk both ways yeah no absolutely and and here's the thing if i mean ed you mentioned that you uh like the 10-year rule and to be honest with you the reason that we use the 10-year rule is to take the emotion of investing away from your your um basic decision making the reason being uh you know if as long as you make sure that you hold stocks that have good solid fundamental uh issues earnings don't drop by you know 10 percent in an hour that just doesn't happen uh you get a company you you can see them begin to struggle it it might happen over a long period of time which gives you the opportunity to sell protect your gains and move on to the next stock. Uh, and and while, you know, that happens from time to time, something you've held for 15 to 20 years uh, hasn't experienced that. So, you know, the big the big thing is make sure that you're buying good companies mm-hmm. with good solid earnings, uh, maybe even a, an attractive dividend, things like that. And they just don't fall apart that way. Now, the market might have a pullback. Uh, Jennifer mentioned uh, the flash crash. That really did happen. The S&P 500 fell 6% in five minutes. 45 minutes later, this was on uh, May 6th of 2010, 45 minutes later, it was all back to even like nothing had ever happened. But see, that right there is exactly why you have to have a financial plan. Because if we say, you know, looking out 10 years, you have that set aside and fixed income outside of the stock market. Right. When it when things like that happen, we're not reacting. Of course, we make strategic moves, but we're not selling and trying to go to cash. You know, you know, right. Ed talks about that. You know, trying to time the market. We're not trying to do that. Right. That's why we have a financial plan that you follow. Yeah. 
Well, uh, you know, there are some other strategies you could follow. You might even find a, a put. A lot of folks look at that as an insurance against the, the specific stocks, you know, selling off or something like that. But honestly, I think those strategies are, are probably not going to benefit you, especially, Ed, we know you're not a trader. You've, you've established that. You're a long-term investor. Focus on the fundamentals and make sure that your 10-year plan is in place and you're going to be good. And if that company's up that far and you have all these appreciated securities, of course, and you know you've heard us say this before, make sure it's less than 10% of your portfolio. Right. If it's not, trim it back irregardless of taxes. Forget about the taxes. Be prudent. Um, and if it's had, if they've had that large of a run-up, is there somewhere else that you can make more money potentially? Go yeah. ahead. Take your gains off the table. Right. Pay the tax and buy something that we you know you think is going to grow and has more growth potential because it's already gotten that growth that you've that you've earned sure yeah uh, companies that you're describing you know that you've probably held for 15 or 20 years are, are likely going to be one of two things either a slow grower it still has some growth potential if it's a slow grower and pays a good dividend hey there's plenty of reason to hang on to something like that uh, we've got another question, and this, again, is from uh, our good friend Ed Kelly. I want to uh, get through this, so uh, I can't imagine Tesla uh, being something I'd buy. I'd agree with that, given its incredible P.E., yet I think electric vehicles are certainly going to be the future. Are there publicly traded companies, companies that have something to do with electric vehicle production across the board, which are a solid long-term investment, uh, producers of batteries, uh, producers of ingredients uh, in batteries. Sounds to me like Ed was listening last week when we talked about this, and and I have uh, described on air making sure that when you see these stocks, even if you're really interested, because I, I believe electric vehicles are our future as well, the future of transportation, um, but so many of them, especially Tesla with its... Uh, with its huge uh, 1,040 times earnings, the price is uh, unbelievably high, and they've just now begun to to uh, pump out earnings. Uh, what I've described is look through the supply chain and find something that might be there. Now, uh, Ed, I did look around, and um, Tesla's got, you know, they've got some pretty solid fundamentals when you think about a growth company. Earnings expectations going forward in the next three to five years up 40.7%. They've grown earnings at about 28% recently, um, and that's over, you know, the last uh, five years, of course, recently is is the key there because they really just have uh, become – uh, profitable, but companies like General Motors, I think, are going to benefit. The problem with General Motors and Nikola and Workhorse, which make varying degrees of electric vehicles, is they don't meet our financial criteria. They really, uh, General Motors has been around forever. They make a lot of cars. They make the Chevy Volt, which I think is a good automobile and probably uh, going to be a, a good one for a long time. Uh, has a good range, but uh, what I think you might want to check into is some of the uh, um, exchange-traded funds. I believe that's probably going to be a better spot. Uh, and maybe even some of their holdings. Some of them have things like Google, uh, Intel, uh, Microsoft, uh, Blink Charging, uh plug power, but most of those companies don't meet our criteria either. So uh, getting an ETF might be the way. D-R-I-V, K-A-R-S, H-A-I-L, or some ticker symbols you might check into. Um, And believe it or not, that is about the end of our show. There's one more thing that I wanted to throw out, and uh, that is Jennifer 
Do you think Dr. Gene's age is going to be up or down this week? I think it's going to be up on Saturday. Up on Saturday. There you go. He, uh, Dr. Gene, the founder of Hensler Financial, will be 81 this very day, and uh, we wanted to wish him a happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, absolutely. Happy birthday, Dr. Dr. Gene. Uh, y'all see us next week. We'll be back on the air. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.